hey, hey, it's Carrington with Real Dudes Podcast, here to kick off a fantastic little Star Wars mini special type thing. Um, so just keep in mind, we're going to do things a little different here. So I have already recorded the show. It's It's been recorded. This is me recording the introduction afterwards. So this is in regards to The Rise of Skywalker. You know, did we enjoy it? Did we like it? Listen and find out. Also, like I said, we're going to do things a little differently. So this first segment that you're going to hear first, neither me or Jordan, who is uh, with me in that recording, we have not yet seen the movie at that point. This is our kind of our predictions, our anticipations, what we think is going to happen. So at this point, we have not yet seen the movie. And there's going to be a little break. And then that transition, we have seen the movie. And that will be um, myself, Donovan, and Jordan in one section. And then the next segment, it'll be myself and Kyle. Um, so all this was recorded at different times. Uh, you know, it's just kind of something different that we haven't done before. We don't normally talk about movies, but because it's Star Wars and it's something that we can all come together on, I figured it'd be the perfect opportunity to you know, talk about something we like. Uh, we would love to hear from you. So if you have seen the movie, let us know. You can send us a voice message through um, our lovely uh, podcasting host, Anchor, if you have the Anchor app. If not, that's okay. You can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Drop us uh, an email at podcast at realdudespodcast.com or any, like I said, any of our social media at realdudespodcast or however you listen to the show. We would love to hear your thoughts on this I say uh, controversial uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy um, that we all seem to be divided on. But it's just nice to come together as fans, you know, to critique it, praise it, you know, all of the above. Um, So here we go. Here are our pre-thoughts with Jordan and myself. Enjoy. Welcome to Real Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Carrington, and we're going to do a very different episode today. So right now, I've got Jordan. Yo, what's up? If Cody joins, he is more than welcome because I don't know. Like I said, this is last minute. So I want to talk about our thoughts about Star Wars before we see it. So you say you're about to see it in 25 minutes, so time is super short. So before we see it, first, let's just get us out there. Last Jedi, love it or hate it. Love it. So going into Rise of Skywalker, what are your your pre-thoughts? If you've been able to avoid any headlines like I have, uh, what's your thoughts going into Rise of Skywalker here in about 25 minutes? So I'm actually really glad you brought this up because I've been itching to talk about this. Yes. The amount of hate for The Last Jedi is ridiculous. And it's insane. I can't stand it. The people who claim that The Last Jedi is the worst Star Wars movie are that... They're either not Star Wars fans or they're not movie fans. So, okay. My, my mind is still not made up on how the line is divided because it's, it's extremely divided because I can't find a clear s- split between two different kinds of people because it's either people like you and me who really like The Last Jedi yeah. Critics who really like The Last Jedi. Yeah. A lot of Star Wars fans who really like The Last Jedi. But then yeah. there's this whole other section of Star Wars fans that say The Last Jedi is garbage. These people yeah. want their movies to be like the original trilogy or like the legacy uh, books that were released and then thrown out of canon. You yeah. can't have that 
because one, these movies are being made extremely quickly. So the time there, the time limit and the, the, the script writing that is being extremely rushed, it doesn't have time to evolve into a better story. Mm -hmm. And these people who are like, oh, but they're rehashing old stories from the original trilogy. I don't want that. I want something else. Make up your mind. <laughs> I totally agree with that. And there are, I will say there are some criticisms of Last Jedi some people have that I respect. And I'm like, okay, I, I, yes. I respect that. I agree with that. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Everyone knows yep. what you're talking about. Yep. It's the yep. whole, everything, it's been rehashed again and again. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you what I love about The Last Jedi. Okay. The one thing that I love and I appreciate about it because of my familiarity with it is the cinematography of that movie. Yes. Thank you. Because yes. that is something that I... Something there's something about Ryan Johnson's way of making movies that's just unique, and it does it doesn't it's not just with Last Jedi; it's everything he does. It's good. I I yeah. have not seen many of his movies, so I can't really attest to that. Excuse me. Fair enough. Because I've seen Looper. I've seen. Um, uh, I can't remember. Knives Out. I've seen Knives Out. Fantastic movie. And then he has another movie that's much older with Adam Brody and Mark Ruffalo. I can't think of right you now. Mean but Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Thank you. The, um, he, the pianist? No, no that's no, no. not because that didn't have Mark Ruffalo. Um, oh, I'm. Th <laughs> yeah, you're that right. Was Bloom. That was yep. that was that's also oh, his. Blue. Okay. Yeah. So I, I've loved everything he's done so far, and to see him add his spin to Star Wars, and and when you think about it too, the way JJ ended the Force Awakens, how else was Ryan Johnson going to do his own thing? You know. Okay. That. Mm, I don't know about that because there are a lot of different ways you could have gone from that. You could have gone the safe and predictable way, the cookie cutter way. Yeah, yeah you could have. I would have been fine with. However, right. from mm -hmm. an artistic and expansive point of view, The Last Jedi is the correct direction for the Star Wars franchise to go. This is not your... The original trilogy is gone. It's it's yeah. old and it's it's not dumb. I love the original trilogy. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah, yeah But you cannot keep remaking the original trilogy. You can't keep having Jedi and Sith fighting against each other to find balance in the Force. You can't have the clones or the Galactic Empire and the Rebels. You can't have that same story be rehashed over and over and over again, which is why The Mandalorian is such a success because it goes away from that formula. From everything. From format, well, I will say amazing. real quick. I know people that checked out after episode four of Mandalorian. I'm like, you guys are, are stupid. After episode four? Yes. I yes. just watched episode seven and it was amazing. Oh my gosh. Episode seven so good. <laughs> and episode yeah. eight doesn't come out until the 27th. I know. But yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just had no, to say it's that. No, it's okay. Because I mean, I, I hate these fans that try and like, oh yeah, I love Star Wars, but... I have, hate The Last Jedi and I hate, I hate the, the prequels. Yep, I only yep, like exactly. a few episodes from the Clone Wars and Rebels. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or I know people that refuse to watch those even because they're cartoons. <laughs> it's yeah. canon. Yeah, <laughs> what do you want? I know. <laughs> but those people are getting what they want, which is the edgy and uh, slightly more geared towards blasters and bounty hunters. And, you know, the mm -hmm. edge lords are getting what they want with all these yep. uh, Western setting our uh, uh 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 pictures i suppose yeah yeah and i will say i think that's the problem with mandalorian not my problem but the problem that people that say checked out after episode four they have no idea what a spaghetti western is and so that's they don't their problem. <laughs> yeah and it's not like, just a spaghetti western it's also a I've, I've heard it called a samurai story i could see that too yeah i mean it's definitely in that like hey i'm a loner kind of thing but trouble finds me i don't find trouble mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah i could definitely see that 
So going into Rise of Skywalker, this is really what I want to hit on too in this recording. What not what do you predict will happen, but as far as an overarching story, what do you think will so, that the I'm theme not they're, they're shooting for? Anything that was in the trailers because I've right. seen the first trailer once. Mm-hmm. And I've seen bits and pieces of the second and third trailer just yep. over the internet. I refuse to watch them. Thank you. I know there's I'm a the certain character that makes that's going to be making a comeback. I don't care. Right. right. As long as it's presented to me in a good way, I mm-hmm. will accept whatever Star Wars lore you throw at me. That's how I feel as well about that thing. Um, just in general. Um, I also feel like they're trying to please force awakens fans Mm -hmm. they're trying to please last jedi fans Mm -hmm. and they're going to try their hardest to also please original trilogy fans my prediction is that i'm going to like this movie you and me both yeah so i don't care who does who says to me like oh the early reviews had this score Mm -hmm. i someone gave me a review from ign and first of all screw ign (laughs) <laughs> Second of all, don't tell me. I don't want to know what right. other people think of this movie because that's going to lay a uh, um, a pre what's the word? Not prerequisite, I suppose, for mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be thinking during this movie. Right. Okay, why did they give it a seven out of ten? Okay, I don't really care for this. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. the Canto bite thing was a little weird, but you know, it, it had a good message. It had good heart. Yeah. Rose yeah. is annoying, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Finn didn't have much to do in the Last Jedi, and but Ray's arc is confusing but satisfying yeah i agree and i was talking about this with my brother at work because we work together um how with ray the time between force awakens and last jedi is seconds so she's not going to have some correct super you know arc between these two movies the fact that she even has one between such a little time i i i still will take and i i find in my mind satisfying absolutely and one thing that people point out is that, you know, the lightsaber battles are lackluster as compared to the uh, prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And what we need to realize is Ray isn't trained to use a lightsaber. Kylo Ren is probably trained, mm-hmm. but it, so I guess the fact that they fought and Ray was able to hold her own was a little uh, not believable, but it's more about presenting it in an artistic way that looks visually pleasing but also delivering on some story it's okay to have irregularities in your film you're going to have irregularities in your film it 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 happens yeah so star wars especially because Mm -hmm. the ships in star wars do not act like you know actual space ships they act more like planes yeah and they don't even use the proper three dimensions in space half the time right um and if you're gonna nitpick you're nitpicking on the wrong things because star wars makes you suspend your disbelief from the very beginning anyway exactly and like the fact that uh uh, general holto is that her name the laura dern character yeah holdo holto whatever uh and she used her light speed to blast herself into the ships that's never been seen from a Star Wars movie, but, no. it, it, but it was never in the previous films. You know what else was not in the previous films? Luke Skywalker being able to project himself in, as a force image over a galaxy, uh, galaxy's distance onto another planet. Mm-hmm. And it's lore, canon lore, that Jedi are able to do that. There's mm-hmm. no, there is no set amount of rules for how the force works. In fact, spoiler alert, 
There is a scene in the latest Mandalorian episode that explores a bit of the Force that we have never seen before. Yes, agreed. And I, I, I also think that's why... So I was saying this just about in general. I, you know, I think Dave Filoni, who's the showrunner for Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and the showrunner for Rebels and Clone Wars and resistance he's like the star wars kevin feige yeah i i think disney should just give him the keys to star wars already because yes. he, ha- he basically yes. has the role and he does a fantastic job and i think the people that have a problem with with dave filoni at, when he does these shows and things like this dave filoni is really good at seeing the big picture yes he doesn't care how they get to a to b but he can see it and that's to me, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, you're gonna have some duds that are some episodes that are duds, and that's perfectly fine. Not every single episode has to be a 10 out of 10, and they're not gonna be. Exactly. But when you look at the the journey of that season, and it doesn't even matter the show. Take any show and go from point A to point B in that season. Yeah, those there's gonna be duds in those seasons, but they are all fantastically written and done, and everybody loves these shows. Exactly. Avatar The Last Airbender, one of the most critically acclaimed television shows made for children mm-hmm. a cartoon mm-hmm. is I, I just said it it's one of those critically acclaimed shows ever and it even has a couple of episode duds in it that yep. you know you don't you kind of skip over mm-hmm. yeah it, 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 it's gonna happen with a with a television i think the reason why people are less forgiving with a movie because oh we're getting this two and a half hour thing it has to be good it has to be it's in it and it has to serve me and exactly. i think that's the problem and it what annoys me the most, I think, is when it came to the prequels, the outrage and the reaction was the same. No matter what the review, what movie critics said, the fans reacted the same as they're reacting now. Yep. But we're starting to see a change because all the people that were kids that saw the prequels uh, um, are now having access to the online world and they're saying (laughs) hey we love these movies when we were kids and so it's taken over the voices of the people that were kids when they saw the original trilogy yeah i i have a theory and i i i i don't think i'm right i know i'm right the kids the people that are kids now seeing star wars movies when they grow up we're not gonna hear all this divisive uh thing that we're getting now Uh, i i half agree with you Okay, because the people who still have the same opinions today will probably have the same opinions in 20 years when these kids have grown up Mm -hmm. and they'll probably have the same amount of access to the Internet as uh, we do now. Mm -hmm. So I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if I if if it becomes more divided. However, each side is going to becoming is going to become more powerful. Okay, I guess I could see that. I guess my thinking is. With these kids growing up or and, vocal, future, sorry, and, and future generations growing, because wh- whoever is split right now, that number is pretty much going to stay the same because mm-hmm. um, because of, you know, all the hype that went into these movies and all these other things and stuff like that. The kids now, when they grow up, I mean, they're going to that that number is going to grow. And then the kids from 10 years from now that are going to be born, you know, they're going to be in the camp of, you know, we love these movies because we grew up with them because my parents love these movies or whatever. Uh i hate to cut you off however i agree with your argument for nostalgic purposes however just because you have nostalgia a nostalgic connection to a movie that was released a while ago or a franchise in general Mm -hmm. does not dictate whether a movie is good or not 
Okay, that, I, that's fair. That's fair. The prequels are objectively bad, but we still enjoy watching them. I agree, and I, I do like them. I still think they're decent movies, but for, I think, reasons that people don't agree with. You know, because George Lucas has said that these movies are like poetry, and so he's on purpose, not not for the original trilogy, but for the prequels, set up certain shots and certain things to either um, mirror, match up. Mm-hmm. either match up exactly or mirror that so it's it's the opposite correct you know? I've, um, yeah i've seen the same it, thing it's th- it's really those kinds of things that i i love and i love filmmaking yeah and i think right now even with force awakens and last jedi i feel like that's what's missing from the new trilogy is is continuing on that that poetry and motion I mean, kind of thing but force it, awakens was basically just a new hope yeah but i still feel like it was missing that also you could compare the scene where Ray is st- starting to discover more about herself in the dark place to the scene in uh, Empire where Luke goes into the cave yeah. and discovers a lot more about himself with the fight with imaginary with fight. Dark Vader, Darth Vader. You know what? You are right. I think The Last Jedi does more with that kind of imagery and poetry than The mm-hmm. Force Awakens does. But that's not counting down The Force Awakens. I still love it in its way. Um I just, I just, I was surprised when I came out of the theater and I started going online about the Last Jedi and seeing how divisive yeah. it was. Like I was not expecting. The critics that. love it. Critics love it, but the fans didn't, and I think that's what surprised me the most. It's, 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 it's dumb. I'm, I'm just hoping the Last or the Last Jedi, the Rise of Skywalker, is at least decent. Yeah. So that way we can all agree that this and the Force Awakens is good. Yeah, 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 I can and, have Last Jedi all to myself. <laughs> and and the other thing too, because uh, I did, I didn't even just, I didn't see the IGN score, um, but it doesn't surprise I me. Um, but I saw the Rotten Tomato score. Don't tell me, please. I won't tell you. I won't tell you. But I, the reason how I saw it is because, um, I've I've been watching a lot of Star Wars just stuff on YouTube, and mm. so it was recommending me Rise of Skywalker stuff, and so I avoided the YouTubers that I respect that reviewed mm-hmm. it. Um, but then there was one channel I don't watch because I don't like this person at all. He doesn't cover Star Wars. He just covers new stuff. And I don't like the way he approaches the news. It's, and this is a reason why he looked to Rotten Tomatoes as a reason why Star Wars is trash. And I'm like, well, you looked at Last Jedi reviews and said that that was trash because these people loved it. But now you're going to say this thing because this person agrees with your opinion now. Like this person flip flops a lot in that kind of way. and I. I I hate people like that the most. Yes, I agree. People that will who say it will place regards. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I just don't like that at all. If, if you're going to play to the crowd, don't talk about Star Wars. I want to hear your opinion because it's what you think, not it's what you think your fans want to hear, or it's because what you think that's what we as fans want to hear. Yep. Um, I want to know your opinion because I respect you. And people that flip flop like that, I just don't watch their materials at all. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Can movies be objectively good or bad? Yes. And I mean, it depends on the person. Like, I, I know objectively, I've... not subjectively. <sighs> Subjective implies that the person can decide if it's good or bad. Objectively is all around like this is obviously good or this is obviously bad. That's a good question, and I, I, I don't know the answer to that because, no, you know what? I I do. I think yes, it can be objectively good or bad. 
Uh, and here's why. Because we do it with everything else. Um, and when we... Because I know people that... You know, something like Picasso paintings. I'm going to go pick on art because movies are art now. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I know when Picasso was doing his thing, people thought he was different and he was weird. And he did. they didn't think he was an artist. But we see him as now a genius and someone who is going out of the box and doing something different. Absolutely. And I believe movies, I don't care what medium it is, whether it's art, music, movies, television, video games, they can all be books. A, a books. Thank you. Um, they can be, even if they're not well received when they first come out, that doesn't mean they're objectively bad. It, it just means that, I, I think a lot of times it means those pieces of that medium, that piece of art is just ahead of its time. And it just takes time for sure. things to settle in. But so what, what declares something as objectively good or bad? Is it the amount of time of work that goes into it? Because you can put a lot of work into a drawing. If you're uh, an amateur draw uh, 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 an artist, an amateur artist and come out with something mediocre just because you put a lot of time into it doesn't mean you're good. However, if you keep doing it and become, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I guess what I'm trying to get to is who are we to decide whether something is objectively good or objectively bad? Obviously, in my opinion, there are movies that are objectively good because of the way they handle the storytelling, the way they handle mm -hmm. the cinematography, the way they handle uh, character development and pacing. If these things are good, then a movie can be objectively good. However, I hate it. <laughs> the the uh, when people say that, oh, I don't like this. It's bad. Mm -hmm. And I ask them, but Why? like, do you like it's bad? You don't like it. It's bad or you just don't care for it. But it can be perceived as good by everybody else. It's just not your thing. No, it's just bad. I hate it. I <laughs> I hate the Mandalorian after episode four because, you know, it, it, it's it's just bad. OK. Mm -hmm. And they can't. I, I, sorry. And they can't produce an argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say, like, if you can't produce an argument, because I know like there's certain like there is a director because like, uh, Ed Wood, he's yeah. he generally made bad movies, but he's seen as someone who. As famous because of his movies, but they're. They're objectively bad, but they're still pieces of art in a way. Right. Um, but you can still have art out there that's just bad. And and you have to be able to say why. Um, and if you can't do that, then is it really bad? Because I know there's films out there that people don't quite understand um, that are literally pieces of art. They're not meant to be make you feel necessarily happy or feel good by the end of it. That a lot of people that I am close to or that I know that will say that movie is bad because it did not make them feel good or happy at the end. I'm like, well, you didn't get the message. You didn't get what the director was trying to say. Or what we're trying to say is you're stupid, okay? Yeah, because you didn't appreciate, <laughs> you know, did you get this when they did this because they set the camera up this way? They used this kind of color template. They're like, no, I didn't get that at all. Why would you get something like that? <sighs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. You're good. But I, I think that that's the problem The Last Jedi had. Not that it was objectively bad, but because J.J. Uh, Abrams is such a safe director in general mm -hmm. that when Ryan Johnson was in the mix, he's not a safe director. He's exactly. going to take chances, whether it's for the best or for the worst. 
There's more we can talk about, but I'm gonna you gotta go see this right here until after we see the last. Or, uh, goodness, the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yes, thank you. Because that's what I'm gonna do. To I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna release this until we get our post thoughts, and I'm. I'll that's probably record it. I don't know. Probably sometime this weekend because I know we're seeing it together on Friday. Yes, sir. So yeah, I still hope you bought the right ticket. I, I'm pretty sure you did. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Awesome. You enjoy the movie. I will see it tomorrow at 930 and I'll see it with you on Friday. Yes, sir. And I'm going to see it in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't be late, bro. Enjoy I won't it. be late. I'm leaving right now. Here I go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And enjoy our discussion. And we would love for you to join in our discussion as well. So here we are. Here are the spoilerific thoughts that we have now. At this point, we have seen the movie. Enjoy. Welcome to Real Dudes Podcast. My name is Carrington, and this is the second half of the Real Dudes Podcast Star Wars Rise of Skywalker episode. So, of course, you got me, and uh, returning for the second half of this episode is Jordan. Uh, hello. Hi. Oh, man, bro, I got so much to talk about today. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, now we got Donovan. Hey, Mr. First Donovan. Part. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But I will say this before we continue on. I'm sure we will get into Rise of Skywalker heavily. So spoilers ahead if you have not seen it. So this is your spoiler warning. Cool. Raise a Palpatine. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Wanted to, you know, if someone who's like, oh, I can handle a few spoilers. I want the first thing for them to hear is the biggest one of them all. Shibuya. <laughs> Raise Palpatine. <laughs> Boom. Shibuya. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just go with initial reactions because we've all have seen that multiple times at this point donovan your first reaction My walking first out of the theater the first time uh it was uh, um it was contentment like i was i was okay with the ending i liked the way it ended because it had to at some point and i've dealt with worse way worse endings of a trilogy especially in the video game world so I was fine. <laughs> uh, in my first impression, it's quick. Like it, it doesn't slow down. It has a lot of things to get through. So that's one of the things that I I kind of like, but also I I kind of don't like as well. It's just yeah. uh, it's just really fast. There's not a lot of time to develop, but at the same time, I really like the high pa- high pace intensity. I really do. Jordan, what was your first? Hate reaction. It. Can't stand it. Can't Don't stand it at all. Don't hate. I mean, there are a few saving moments, but it's literally it. It's fan service to a poor extent. Avengers Endgame was fan service to a beautiful extent with the end of Endgame, except for the whole time travel thing. But you're able to overlook that because of the moments and it hits in that movie because it knows when to slow down and appreciate when it needs to appreciate these moments. And you can easily fit that kind of time in over 22 movies. You can't do that over an eight hour, three movie trilogy. You can do it over a 13 hour, three movie trilogy as we've seen before. But yes, but it's, 
I don't like how rushed it was. I like my movies slow and uh, uh, chewy. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Um, so the fact that they throw in these twists, if you want to call it that. Oh, no, mm-hmm. Chewie dies. Oh, wait. No, he's still alive. Cool. Uh, it's not for me. Oh, Ray's a Palpatine. But OK, she's actually considers herself a skywalker because of the way she was raised but she's not a skywalker which is why kylo okay i'm gonna get into that <laughs> yeah Second, that's i will but, say that that is get, my let's get, let's get into that stuff later um yeah that's I my first question i want to focus on different things as we go through this episode today so first i want to say i thought it was fun um I, it's not my favorite of the sequel trilogy but at the same time i am as donovan can said i'm content with some of the answers they gave us with the questions that were raised starting with force awakens i was content um so let's before bashing on it on any way let's start with the good stuff because because you know what we're not haters completely um so donovan how were you what were your in your opinion some of your highlights you said you liked it was fast-paced but what are some of your other highlights of the movie um i enjoyed that force heal is finally a thing because being involved in the games and stuff it's always been a thing force heal and finally somebody's doing it <laughs> so I, I enjoyed at least having a new ish force power scene in the films finally uh force heal was cool uh, i liked kajimi a lot that whole sequence i really enjoyed because one it kind of shows how uh, the first order is really getting troops for for the final order, really. Um, the first viewing, I didn't quite catch it. But on the second viewing, you know, there's some parents that were uh, asking why they needed their young daughter. And then I didn't didn't connect until just then. And then Zori, which I do like that character as well, uh, had mentioned, you know, the night raids are starting. And that's why. is because they're just taking the children to conscript them into the first order slash final order. So I really like that whole thing because it was like insane. First order was everywhere. Feels like the again the empire, and uh, just it was a crazy crazy planet, and I loved it. I loved it a lot. I was kind of sad to see it go. Um, what else was in there? Can I talk uh, about Kajimi real quick? Sure, sure. Hated it. So the <laughs> the, and I'm not saying this because I'm I'm not a hater. I'm a <laughs> I don't want to say I'm a critic because that's not my job, but I'm very critical when it comes to stuff like that. Lots of pointless dialogue, lots of cop-outs with C-3PO in there. Oh, I'm not going to be able to remember any of you. So in the trailer, it looks like he was going to be dying, but no, he's just, he loses his memory for a second and then he gets it back later. So there was no consequences. There are hardly any consequences in this movie. The biggest one is the scene at the end. And it is true. I agree with Donovan about, the extending of uh, viewing the first order as an actual dictatorship it it helps and also the knights of ren are useless and do not give anything into this movie it's ridiculous yeah like, i was really upset with i was really uh, disappointed with that with yeah i mean the knights of ren they, they kind of played it up so much and then really they did nothing except for stay in the corner follow ray and then go out like punks at the very, very end. The fight scene was cool, but yes, they absolutely did go out like pun- punks. 
Yeah, you did was... mention, Jordan, that you did have some highlights. What were your highlights? So I appreciate the callback to the previous Star Wars movie because the, my biggest gripe with all these recent Star Wars movies is that they don't go back to explore all of the worlds that have already been explored. Sure, I'm down for showing us new new systems and new alien species, but show show me a Twi'lek. Show me a Gungan. Show me a anything from the original trilogy and from the sequel, the prequel trilogy, excuse me, that we can relate to in order to make it feel like a Star Wars movie because these don't feel like, in my opinion, Star Wars movies. They feel like a Hollywood version of Star Wars, which is probably due to the fact that George Lucas is no longer directing these movies. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. I can understand that. Um, so one of the highlights for me were in particular because I didn't really oh because when we get to the negatives of the film I will say dialogue is an issue but I particularly liked when Kylo does talk I love what he says and the same with the Emperor um, I feel like with what the screen time they had they tried to bring forth because no the acting itself wasn't bad but they I feel like they tried to bring their bring forth as much as they could with what little dialogue they even had in the film yes i agree the actors committed to their roles and adam driver was by far the best thing about these movies by far yes and i will say the the um because my biggest complaint with the force awakens was the fight scenes even though we did get a lightsaber scene the the fight scenes in this one are way better um as far as between ray and kylo and they actually happen as opposed to the last film yes yes um trying to think of anything else that i that i liked i like i mean i love poe he's my favorite as far of the as far as the resistance is concerned he's been my favorite character i hated how he got snubbed in the force awakens because he has like maybe five minutes of screen time and most of it is in the beginning of the movie um it's true yeah and and so i got i'm glad we got to get to see more of him this time around and got to get a little bit get his backstory a little bit as well yeah, and I also did like the humor. I will say uh, a lot of the jokes that were in The Rise of Skywalker, they did land with a lot of the audience, and I liked the so the small, subtle things. Like, I didn't even catch the first time when Poe told Chewie to bend down because he's too tall and would stick out like a sore thumb, and then he actually does it, and he does it throughout the whole thing, a whole encounter on the Forbidden Desert or what have you. So I, I did like the humor as well, because there wasn't... I mean, there was humor... Uh, in the last Jedi, but it just wasn't a lot. Counterpoint, and I apologize I keep doing this to you, Donovan, but mm -hmm. I, I, I've been thinking a lot about that, actually. Have there been any comedic moments in the original or the prequel trilogy? The original trilogy, yes. yes. As subtle as they are. Uh, in the prequel trilogy, I don't... There are funny moments in the original trilogy, but they're not... It's not strong. Yeah, and it's not strong throughout the whole thing. There's like a a moment or two and a moment think, or two uh, which is, is absolutely fine but the thing about star wars is that it always takes itself way too seriously mm -hmm. these movies mm -hmm. are taking it not as seriously and throwing in in my opinion too much comedic dialogue for us to actually grow anywhere ray and kylo never say or do anything funny it's always poe finn c3po chewie all those guys which it it, it makes sense for like I said, the Hollywood side of the Star Wars movies to appeal to a wider audience, but it takes away from the actual seriousness of these movies. 
if we're trying to make them serious. Are you going to make it serious? Or are you going to make it a fun family adventure? Like when they're underground and they see a pile of bones of the guy who was uh, deceased after he fell into the pit. Um, and Poe ha- had this throwaway line. He said, oh, bones. I have a thing for bones. Which, in my opinion, is completely out of character. Why would Poe Dameron, y- you know, this this ace pilot who has no doubt killed a lot of people, have a problem with something like bones? Well, that could be why he's a pilot and not a soldier, though. Counterpoint. Okay, that's fair. And you don't really, I, you, you know, you, you don't, don't see, see remains when you're in yeah. the, the battlefield. But, you know, why Why does that make you queasy? And, you know, flying through space in a starfighter at insane speeds, that doesn't make you queasy. It just doesn't feel like, you know, it makes him look weaker than he actually is. Sure, it makes him look a little bit more human. But decide who you want this character to be instead of flip-flopping all over the place. Well, all I right. think that is because we've discussed this, Jordan, in our prediction of the of the movie uh before how they tried really hard to please everybody especially yep. the, the people that you know hated the last jedi yep which was i think the wrong well it is obviously the wrong move um because i'm starting to see a change already between people when it comes to the last jedi i mean yep. it's not a universal change but it's it's a slow change that's already starting to happen like yeah. oh yeah I, I watched it again in the lead up to rise of skywalker i actually love this film or you know this film's not that bad as i once thought it was it's like oh really mm-hmm. and so that, that was absolutely the wrong move they should have just told the story that they wanted to tell yeah they needed true. more direction sorry a bit of a lull there <laughs> they yeah needed they, more, they needed more direction uh yeah. someone had said that uh it it felt like a, and it's true it felt like the last three movies they didn't have a clear vision of what they wanted it to be what kind of story they wanted to tell of those three movies it was kind of like they made the first one pass the baton then like okay well let's try this and then pass the baton back and then it's like well now i gotta figure out how to wrap it all up exactly and it's it's stupid i don't understand why that was the decision obviously it's an executive thing and you know how executives treat movies in general but there's a way you can do something well by giving it giving a giving one person direction over everything like Marvel did with Kevin Feige, Feige, Feige whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. And with uh, who's the guy doing uh, Mandalorian right now? Dave Filoni. Because he, he did Clone Wars and um, the Resistance uh, Rebels, and Rebels, Rebels. Rebels. Someone who is able to look over these things and make the ultimate decisions on some creator's choices. I agree. And I said this last night Agreed. after we saw it. I saw it for my third time, second time with the family. Like, I thought it was because technically JJ didn't really want to do Force Awakens in the first place. He had to be talked into it. And once oh. he actually did it, he just kind of wiped his hands and said, OK, I'm done. When I think what he what should have happened is since he wrote and directed Force Awakens, he should have at least oversaw the over arcing of all three yeah. movies yeah i would have been fine with that that's what yeah. george did with uh, the first three movies exactly mm-hmm. yeah after he directed a new hope it's not like he wiped his hands clean and said i'm not doing these again he was like in a producer writer role yeah. for empire strikes back and return of the jedi which is something that jj should have done or dave filoni should have done but at this point at that point dave filoni had only done clone wars and i think rebels was airing at the moment yeah gotcha. 
but um yeah i think that's the biggest problem with this entire trilogy is just no oversight of anything which is why i appreciate so this, here's my biggest problem with the force awakens okay because i know everyone all star wars fans love it and it's good but it's not great um it ends on a cliffhanger if you go back and watch every single star wars movie one through six none of them end on cliffhangers they set up the next movie in previous scenes but the way they actually end it's with it's usually a shot of you know maybe it has all of the heroes in like a final shot or a shot of space like there's just some kind Absolutely. of final shot in that kind of way there is no literal cliffhanger so when force awakens ends on a literal cliffhanger with you know ray and luke on the thing what else was ryan johnson supposed to do really when he right. was giving this next film he literally had to follow up with a direct follow-up and since there's no time skips within the movies and only in between movies instead of actually in the movies right um, ryan johnson's hands were really tied and he one, he did his best, and two, he did his own thing, which was different. And what do you expect with a literal different director? And by the way, might I add, who's way better at visually storytelling than JJ yes. is? Um, lens flare, lens flare, lens flare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 JJ's was was the safe choice, but at the same, it was good for the Force Awakens to kind of go with the safe director and Colin Trevero, who was the writer director of the Jurassic, the new Jurassic Park movies. He, he was supposed to do this one and then after like like a week or two after last jedi he quit and i think it's because <laughs> of backlash um did you see the first two jurassic world movies yeah they're not good i don't like them either no. <laughs> and, and i but I, I just i don't rise of skywalker was just so quick and fast i was telling you Jordan, when i was at your house on saturday morning like yeah the, the, with the dialogue it's either to to set up a bit, a comedic bit. Yep. Or everyone is talking at a hundred miles per hour. Yep. And it's um, only exposition. Yeah. And which I'm like, this is this is weird. We're not getting told anything. And the the times that the the talking is slowed down, for example, is to appease a fan thing. Like when Luke Skywalker's on screen, he he's his dialogue's very he has a monologue more than so than dialogue. Yep. Um the same with uh Ian McDermott. Um, oh. I was know, Leia. Leia is all. Leia was really weird. I, the, after the third time, I think the entire time it's a deep fake. I it's not a deep fake. I'm telling you, it is not a deep fake. They basically recycled unused Force Awakens scenes and just inserted it into the Rise of Skywalker. With the new outfit, wrote, I'm not sure about with the new outfit. I know it's her face. Right, right. Her, her face so could be deep faked. It could still be deep faked. Yeah. So like some. Somebody else, a stunt double. Uh, yeah, yeah. They just kind of put her face or over. It. Yeah, and they just use her dialogue, and it's her, so yeah. obvious that they're wording everything around her, and yes. everyone's speaking for her. Uh, Leia, I want to go and you know face Kylo Ren or face Palpatine, and then Leia says no, no. and Ray says no, but I'm gonna do what I think you would do, and you are awesome, and I love you, and that like. It is a conversation. It's not a conversation. It's exposition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that around for it's conversation. Watch it, watching it a third time, that scene is very awkward. I didn't catch it the first two times, but the third time I'm like, that's actually really awkward. Do me a favor. Be optimistic. Oh yeah, everything's everything's great. Another is nothing going wrong right now. Everything is fine. Stop. Oh! <laughs> Don't be characters, be people. 
which which is yeah. really weird that they went with that decision. I mean, I don't I, think I, so because if because Rogue One, let's just talk about that for a hot second, sure. and right. Tarkin, everybody hated it. Yeah, it was like, awesome. Oh, I liked it. I liked Rogue it. Rogue One is awesome. Rogue One is awesome. And it's like Tarkin hated that. Worst CGI ever. Hated Tarkin. So my thought is the reason why they just did Leia the way they did was they were trying to balance it out. They were if they did, you know, a complete. That's fine. Yeah, but which is... I guarantee you can find a voice actor to kind of duplicate her voice and just deepfake her face. AKA yeah. they there's a Leia voice in Rebels, isn't there? Uh, Older yes. Leia? No. It's a younger one. There's someone out there in Hollywood I know. I can't. I think she was in Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh, and she plays uh, Jessie in Toy Story. She sounds kind of similar to Carrie Fisher with her raspy voice. She could so have done it. She could why not do something like that? But Hollywood will be Hollywood, and they'll just you know do whatever the fast and easy way is, like CGIing everything. The practical effects in this movie did look really good. I'll give it that. Yes, yeah. uh, it was. It was actually Glorious. incredible. Now, how much I, they threw in there. I noticed this the second time, and then uh, noticed it also the third time because you said Jordan. Uh, I think it was so. Now I was with you. You said the the movie looked a little grainy, and yes. I agreed. And I'm like. I noticed that the second time I saw it, I'm like, this movie looks a little fuzzy. I don't know what's up with that. And I don't know whose decision that was. It's also probably due to the fact that we're watching it on giant screens. So it's definitely amplified more. If we were to watch this on the TVs at home, it wouldn't be as noticeable. It'll be just a little more aesthetic. -y. I hope so. Cause I thought it was kind of weird. That's, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I know it sounds like we hated the movie. We didn't. I didn't hate it. I thought it was fun, but there were things I didn't like. I can definitely say that. Palpatine yeah, was okay, but yeah. I don't like how uh, the opening crawl, especially, was rather annoying. It is one and of the worst. Opening crawls we've had since, there you go. It is one of the worst opening crawls we've had since Revenge of the Sith. War. The, the, war. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Revenge of the Sith starts. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I am yeah, curious. That's the weird to know, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I. I didn't understand that one either. The dead speak. Mm. Like, one, all right. One thing that I always look for in movies, whether I decide if it's good or bad or not, mm -hmm. is rewatchability. Can I watch mm -hmm. this movie again without suffering? This movie is not rewatchable for me. I've seen it twice and I enjoyed myself less the second time I watched it on a bigger screen. Now, is The Force Awakens rewatchable for you? Yes, absolutely it is. Last Jedi rewatchable for, for me, yes. I understand why The Last Jedi can't be rewatchable for some people. And so Rise of Skywalker is the first time, at least in this trilogy, you don't think something is this movie, the, these movies are rewatchable. Uh I actually I still watch I'll still watch the uh prequel trilogy sometimes. I will mm -hmm. watch Phantom Menace less than Attack of the Clones or mm -hmm. Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. But um Yes, definitely. Rise of Skywalker is definitely the least rewatchable Star Wars movie. And I'm going to ask you the same in, in the in the nine movies, not the side right. movies. Right, right. Donovan, I'm going to ask you the the same question. Force Awakens, rewatchable for you? Yeah, I I just rewatched it on Friday, and I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, Last Forgot Jedi, rewatchable. Oh yeah, uh, each each time I watched rewatch the Last Jedi, the more emotional it gets for me. I don't. I, I don't. Know. I have to agree with you there. 
I don't know why, but every time I watch it, it just gets more and more and more emotional. Just it's kind because of... of the writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I will say, too, the, the, just the visual storytelling. Like, you can write essays, on, like literal essays on The Last Jedi of what Ryan Johnson did on that movie. Like, I, I was... Because he understands symbolism. Yes, yes, he does. Because one thing I, I appreciate on that last planet uh, that they're on in Last Jedi, how yeah, I made... Great. Yeah, crate when everything every time they step on something, everything has leaves a red uh leave, leaves red, uh, you know? Yep. And it's great symbolism because Kylo, when he there's that shot where he charges at Luke and slides, and you see that red, you know, go across the screen as he's sliding it across. You know, great symbolism for how he still hasn't let go of the past, how he's still scarred, how he's still going through stuff, and how he's leaving things you know within the galaxy right now how he's leaving literally a bloody war behind him and luke when he's stepping on it's more than just oh great look at him he's not really there but he is leaving a clean slate now he's clean of himself he has let go of the past and of himself and rise of skywalker does not do anything like that which really is a disappointment for me on that aspect for this movie. i i agree with you and i'm gonna interrupt not interrupt but like uh, uh attest to that mm-hmm I'm not going to use the example I used with you, Carrington, because I'm okay. still on the fence with that one. But there were a couple of scenes where Ray has a blue light shining on her face on half of it. Yes, I noticed that. And it's so blatantly obvious that this is happening that there I feel like there should have been some red on the other side to symbolize the struggle between her connection with the light side and with the dark side. So why? For whatever reason, did JJ not decide to do that because he doesn't understand symbolism? Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. That's just my interpretation of it. I'm not saying that is exactly the case, but that's that's what I'm getting from this movie, and it's rather annoying. I see, yeah, I see. I mean, I mean, there are a, a lot of shots in the Rise of Skywalker that I love, like that will make great wallpapers for like my phone yes, absolutely. or my computer. But those scenes or those shots don't last very long. One and two, I don't think they really mean anything, which is yep. also the problem with them. I have a question. I can yeah. agree with that. Did you guys like Palpatine? Yes. Uh, you know, was... I, I, he was underused, but I still liked him. Yeah, I just hated that he went out like like a total punk at the very, very end. I thought it was going to be more epic. Yep. Well, it's because. It's because Ray couldn't kill him because if he killed him, then he went fifth. That is completely glossed over. So if I if I were to strike uh, Palpatine down, then all of the Sith's souls would get transferred to her. That doesn't make any sense. That's never been explained in the Force universe, like in any like in, as far as I know, in any um, extended canon universe. And they've only started, sorry, go back to Donovan's point about using Force Heal. Yes, it's good that they're using it, but now it's being used as more of a cop-out. So now, you know, if someone dies, oh no, let me just transfer some Force energy to you. Uh, bippity boopity boppity, you're good. Uh, it's, I think great symbolism. Writing. I think great symbolism in that whole entire last sequence would have been, hey, because it's a throwaway line in the last second of the movie that I thought was great. That Emperor Palpatine says to Kylo, or at this point, it's Ben. He says, just like I fell, the last Skywalker follows one. And he throws him down the way he was thrown down. I thought that was great. What would have been, but it just lasts a second. What would make it perfect, though, is if Ben rises up from that and then in turn kills uh, Emperor Palpatine and then saves Rey. 
um, the way he does. Making him the rise of the Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Ray would have, if Ray had died at the end, I would have been fine with that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's yeah. that, to be clear, thing. I don't think any of us hate Ray. No, 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 no. Like the no. way that scene was set up and the way it was done, I thought it was beautiful. Like if she would have died, I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful death. Mm hmm. So yeah, <laughs> we, we we all know that. Never mind. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and that would have ended the Palpatine line as well. Yep, it would have. The Rise of Skywalker. Hello, but I, so I think I'm kind of hoping that they're going to extend this saga with Ray, Poe, and Finn into their own thing, away from the Skywalker saga. But mm -hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen because. And, you know, everyone's been saying, nope, this is the last official Skywalker movie, so we're done. Yes. Oh, and and a, great, a great little symbolism that would have had at the very end when Ray looks over and then, you know, that old weird lady, who are you? Who are you? Who are your people? Yeah, that's completely written in. That, that, that was weird. Where did she come from? She's I only know. there to ask questions and explain dialogue or explain uh, uh, exposition. But when Ray looks over and sees Luke and Leia, why aren't all the Skywalkers? All the Skywalkers, there? yes. Luke, Leia, Anakin, Kylo, why aren't they all there? I don't know. Don't know. But yeah, I, some people were okay with her calling herself a Skywalker. Uh, me personally, I was like, I'm fine with it. I'm not necessarily. I don't know why. With it because I think it's inclusion for kids who have been adopted and take on a new family name. Woo. If that's what they were going for, I'm I'm fine with that. Likewise, that's interesting. I, that's how I felt. I felt that the same way as well, Jordan. Like I felt that's what they were going for, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm fine with it. I was just not fine with that character, that old lady. That was her Asking only. Yeah. Uh, I thought that interaction was a little weird, um, but I'm fine with her doing that. It should have been no dialogue, and she should have looked over to see them, and it should have been a rising sun. Mm -hmm, exactly and i think too i mean if you think in the whole world of things you know if she would have said i'm a palpatine that old lady would probably try to shoot her or something you know because yep. i heard someone else say like it's equivalent to saying oh what's your name oh i'm john hitler and like, oh my gosh <laughs> kill him <laughs> he's gonna kill the uh, people You're jewish right. people wow <laughs> couldn't think of so, the word jewish yeah i'm not i'm okay with her saying she's a skywalker yeah yeah it's just i don't know i was just upset that uh you know the whole movie's about skywalkers mm -hmm. but it's it's not so i want to <sighs> ask you guys something as well so this is not related to this trilogy at all because i saw a poll chris baker um who we've had on the show before um had a friend poll. of the show chris breaker Br yeah, baker wow yeah no he, longer friend. <laughs> <laughs> he asked a, a poll uh this morning um about revenge of the sith okay all right and i want to hear your guys's uh explanations and reactions to this poll as well so the way you see it here's a question the way you see it anakin skywalker's father in quotations is a darth plagueis b darth sidious c just the force no help or d something or someone else uh, you go first, Donovan. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Force. Even though Plagueis was the one that influenced the midichlorians, influenced the yeah the midichlorians to create life, but that was to create a powerful dark side user. But the Force is kind of like, nope, you're gonna get a powerful light instead. 
well, powerful in general, not necessarily Fall light or dark, just powerful. Um, <laughs> I will agree with Donovan that it is the force, but however, it, it, he wasn't just created by the force, period. He was created by Darth Plagueis, but Darth Plagueis wasn't a father. Uh, so I'm I'm right. with Donovan on I'm actually agree with Donovan on this point. So yes, I see we're on the same page here, Donovan. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Indeed, I, I, yes. I like I like those uh those explanations for you guys as well. I I said me personally, I said it was uh, Darth Sidious because I I feel like I feel like he he because he's the one who struck down Darth Plagueis, and I think he, maybe he was trying to create a force a dark force user, and the force said nope, it'll be light side. And and I feel like that scene where they're the opera scene is almost almost an admittance on his part saying I not technically like I am your father, like literally the way Darth Vader does it to Luke. But um, and it's almost similar to that to that vein, though, symbolically, at least. Like, I that is one of the best scenes in the whole uh, sec. What is this? What is the nine? uh, No, I'm I'm talking about the whole nine movies. Oh, Oh. uh, just star wars i guess i don't know yeah there's a there's hang on i'll look up the because there's a there's a you guys keep talking i'm gonna look this up okay so and and another thing too which which shocked me so even with the 4k upgrade so i noticed this i'll say this about phantom menace i noticed this on vhs i thought the cgi was fine on vhs i thought the cgi was fine on the jump to dvd but the jump to uh 1080 on the blu-rays the phantom menace does not hold up no, just it, just CGI wise. But Revenge of the Sith, the CGI in that movie is still really good. It's better than a lot of movies today, which shocked me rewatching. And I'm like, this movie still looks really good. And it's a 2005 film. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Phantom Menace did not hold up very well, but I think it's just because they were trying to use. Uh, I mean, and, and the same thing happened with Attack of the Clones. You yeah, know, it's, it's just wasn't advanced enough. Yeah, and they I didn't agree. use enough practical effects. It was literally all green screen. All green screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so even... Lord of the Rings is so good because they use a bunch of <laughs> practical effects and only use CGI when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Attack of the Clones. Uh, even even seeing it in theaters, you could kind of, you you could tell it was like, ooh, that was that was rough. That was a rough one. Mm-hmm. And then I also noticed too, rewatching Revenge of the Sith, and this is why I also think the CGI is better. The points where you see a clone trooper's head, where they take off their helmets, it's obviously just the, his whole body as well as the helmet is still CGI, and only the head is real. Mm-hmm. That to me looks still looks better than Tony Stark in the later movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he's I wearing just a green suit. Yeah, he's just wearing a green seat suit, green. Yep, screen suit basically the entire time, and it looks he looks so out of place the entire time, but. And the, the few times Revenge of the Sith does it, the camera kind of pulls away to hide it. And I'm like, that's that's how you do it right there. And and the earlier Iron Man films, like Iron Man 1, they use a mix between CGI and practical um, suit effects. And then by Iron Man 2, it's pretty much him just wearing a, a green screen suit. And it's, it, yep. it, he looks horrible. Yep. And Iron Man 2 isn't that great of a film anyway. Iron Man 3 is okay. I like it. Right. It's a good I'm Go just ahead. referring to just Tony Stark inside the suit himself from Iron Man 2 onwards. They changed yes. the, the, the effect for it, and it looks so out of place. And they still haven't perfected it either, because it, they still do. It still happens in the most recent Avengers film. CG still has a way to go before it looks, you know, human, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. 
no yeah that, that totally makes sense but i will say the the cgi and rise of skywalker it's gorgeous i it's mean pretty good. I, I can't tell if they used the set if they built the set or if mm-hmm. it was completely shot on a green screen like i have no idea it looks really good yeah, effects are good. And to answer the original question, yes, uh, Rise of Skywalker is rewatchable for for me personally. I'll okay. still pop I'll it in there, and, right? <laughs> and, yeah, and, and watch it, but it's not going to be like as often as the other ones. Like if right. I want to sit down with a nice fun time, I'll pop in the Rise of Skywalker. If I want a nice deep story, I will watch the prequels and original trilogies. If you give me a few drinks, I'll probably watch The Rise of Skywalker again. <laughs> Just and so I, I, can... I will say that, too. Like, even though they're not... Because I'll say this. Like, George Lucas is not a really good director, but he's a good world builder. Yes, absolutely. And, and so with the prequels, you still get a ton of lore and world building, even if the dialogue is horrendous. It, it, and you get a lot of the there. same species as well, or introducing just a few new ones, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because we... We never saw Dex's uh, species before, but he's in there. And uh, and that's the only only trilogy, really, that helps us to see other bigger sprawling planets. Coruscant to be one of them, because it's only slightly referenced in the original trilogy. And you only see one shot in uh, Return of the Jedi. But you really see how it works in the first three or the prequel trilogies. I mean, it's just it yeah, just builds on what's already there. And I will say this, too, that I thought was interesting, because if the emperor was pulling the strings the entire time, I'm surprised he didn't make himself known in the sequel trilogy, because even if you go back to A New Hope, even though the emperor doesn't make a appearance, he still gets mentioned. So you still go, oh, wait, there's someone more powerful out there pulling the strings. Um, and it's not like added dialogue or anything like that. It's in the original movie still when they're all on the Death Star in a meeting where, you know, Vader chokes the, the officer. It's in that mm-hmm. it's in that scene somewhere where they talk about the Emperor having complete control of the Senate. That is true. Yes, because they did. They did talk about how they just wiped out the rest of the original Senate, the original Republic. And now it's all the Imperial Senate now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, one small line in A New Hope. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I just yeah, it's it's. And mm. I just don't feel like anything like that happens in the sequel trilogy. And the only reason I I feel like Ryan Johnson would have done it, but his like I said, his hands were tied. I feel like sure. Yeah, and I will also say there is no other mention of like Hosnian Prime or how devastating nope. it was for the the New Republic to be destroyed. Like, yeah, that's never really like mentioned. A, it just. You know, Starkiller Base blows up a, a whole system and then no other Five whole systems. <laughs> oh, there we go. There, yeah. <laughs> and, and no mention of of the of the old Republic or New Republic. how that's got to be fixed or how like how dire the situation is. It's just, you know, here's here's uh, the resistance. And uh, there you go. Which is not surprising why nobody came to help them at the Battle of Crate. Like, oh, crap. You mean you want us to fight those people that just destroyed like a bunch of planets in one go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going up against them. <laughs> yeah. See, I, and I, I really liked, I don't know why I like that conversation between Poe and Zori about the Battle of Crate and nobody showed up. It's like, hey, we got another mention. Nobody really did show up. Nobody really 
did respond to that message. I don't know why. I just like that line. Yo, you know what would have been great if the uh, stormtroopers that they meet, they actually had a better backstory and some actual visual storytelling as to why they all laid their guns down and showed us instead of told us what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite it was quite interesting. And here's my thing, too, because when I talk to people about Ryan Johnson, um, because I know a lot of people that are quote unquote Star Wars fans and, and hate The Last Jedi and specifically hate Ryan Johnson for what he did with Star Wars. Um, and they're like, and, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, there are they're like, well, I, I don't like anything he does. And I start bringing up some of his works, you know, Knives um, Out, Looper, Knives Out, one. Looper, Brothers Bloom, Brick. That's it. And he also um, directed, I think, like four or five episodes of Breaking Bad. And when I bring this up to these people and they're like, yeah, well, I like that. Yeah, well, well, I like that, too. Yeah, well, I like that, too. But he just ruined Star Wars. He's a terrible. I'm like, well, (laughs) what do I hate it? He's going to he's at the moment. At the moment, still, he still has a trilogy he is coming out with. And the first movie will be supposed to be out in 2022, supposedly, which is going to be awesome. And we're going to see it together. Oh, yeah, because if he has his own like playground to work with, I'm sorry, because Knives Out is a is I love Knives Out so much. It's so good. And it's a fun ride. I'm seeing again Tuesday. Nice. And I, I just love Ryan Johnson. You know, I love what he did with just uh, Star Wars in general. And I wish that I wish that he got to play with it a bit more instead of getting hated on. And it, props off, hats off to him too. Like the hate does not phase him. Which is, no, it doesn't. Which is surprising to me because in this day and age, so many people bow down to the haters. Yeah, uh, I will. I will say that J.J. Uh, Abrams does kind of bow down to the haters a little bit. I just a watched a few, a few of his interviews about, uh, you know, how are you gonna basically retcon Episode Eight? I'm like, why <laughs> are we even trying to? Why are we talking about that? <laughs> you know, that was like the first questions. Like everybody asks him, so what are you gonna retcon in Episode Eight? And I will and say you just too, gave like the most neutral answer ever. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, he hates Ryan Johnson. Like, no, they, they're still yeah. friends. They respect each other. <laughs> just taking the whole interview out of context here. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. And I don't, I don't like that whole, uh, the whole saying or the movement that the Rise of Skywalker quote, fixed the last Jedi. No, it, it like brought it to. A f- an, an end point and the whole yes. point of the last jedi was to not give it an end point so people could actually think about where this movie was going which is exactly the same thing that empire strikes back did mm-hmm. yeah it's just like how did this lead to that and they're like I, I i loved how luke was handling the rise of skywalker but you know the last jedi i just hated how he was portrayed i'm like it's called an arc he completed exactly. his arc <laughs> And then I was and they tell oh. you why he is how he is right now. Yep. And yeah. I was reading an interview this morning about Ryan Johnson. He's like, if you hate Luke Skywalker, that's fine. But I based his character completely off of the original trilogy. So yep. and that is true. That yeah. is true. That, that's how Luke always was. If you exactly. failed, he walked away from it and he pouted about it and wallowed in self-pity until somebody brought him out of it. And it was the same thing in um, The Last Jedi. He failed and basically gave it all up. I mean, Fair just like an teacher is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's that's the thing. Like in Empire Strikes Back, when he was trying to raise the X-wing, he just gave up and was like, "I can't do it. It's just too big. I I can't do it." You're asking me impossible out of me. Yeah, you failed. failed. And that scene is so powerful. Awesome. Yeah, and so it's kind of the same thing in the Last Jedi. He tries to make a new Jedi Order. It it fails. He feels like he created the new Darth Vader, and he's like, "I'm just giving up the Force at this point." And then yeah, Yoda had to teach you another lesson yep did i not teach you <laughs> <laughs> so I, what's what's the final verdict on this movie as far as the number score goes for you guys oh a number score i i'd put oh, it like that's a, weird uh i didn't explain i'll put on a, a point system to it. i'd say I, I don't know six out of ten ish for me in that area okay i i give it about like a a seven a seven out of ten it's a solid c I'd I say C is good. A C, yeah, C, C minus for me. D plus, C minus. Yeah, it's it was good, um, but again, it could have been worse. It could have been better. It could, it could have been worse. Definitely could have been better. Yeah, it uh, it wrapped up a lot of things, but it also started to raise more questions, which I'm not okay with. Yep. Why has Force Healing not been noticed after all of these years that Jedi and the Sith have existed? Yeah. Or, uh, you know, just coming out and saying like, oh, well, Emperor Palpatine just sent out a broadcast just now. Uh, hear ye, hear ye, he's back. Was it like a radio broadcast or was it like a tele- telepathic broadcast? Right. I, I can't remember. Yeah. What it said in the opening crawl, but it's like a broadcast has been sent out that he's back or something like, well, that's OK. <laughs> Yep. I'm just along for the ride at this point. And I will say, because I've heard a lot of Last Jedi naysayers say this, like when Luke Skywalker's one of his first lines is I was wrong, or you should treat a Jedi's weapon more with more respect. Like, oh, that's 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 you know, dig it last Jedi. And you're like, I'm like, no, it's it's not. It's, he it's learned his, his entire it's his arc. He learned his his lesson at the end of Last Jedi. Yep. He instead of you trying to pick up on clues and sense, aka visual storytelling, he just mm-hmm. told you, he just handed you everything he learned in The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker in just a few lines. I agree with that with the lightsaber part of it, but I still think he still has still acquired or excuse me, has still adopted the philosophy of the force that shouldn't belong to anyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I can and agree I with that. That's why Ray's lightsaber is yellow. Yeah, I, yeah and, and I will say, yeah, uh, I, The Last Jedi when he said. That same force does not belong to the Jedi. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> We're finally getting to what it means. <laughs> and, and I will say too. Um, oh gosh, where I was going to say, Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker. Luke. Oh, and opening the Last Jedi. The, that's that's his dad's lightsaber. It's not his lightsaber. If it was his green lightsaber, exactly. Yeah. And he would have thrown it to the side. I would have been like, ah, that's kind of weird. But it's his yeah. dad's lightsaber. It's not yeah, even yeah. his. Yeah. And that was my issue with also one of the first lines Ray has in the last or Rise of Skywalker. It's like she she tells Leia, "I will master your brother's lightsaber." And it's like, it's like that's ah! Anakin's lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. It's Anakin's not, it's not his. It's not Luke's. Luke <laughs> built his own. It was green in Return of the Jedi. Come on, catch up. We never see that after Return of the Jedi, by the way. Never the green lightsaber again. It yeah, was never the, see it again. It, it was, was in, in the, the Rise flashback. of Skywalker, though. It was in the flashback. Uh, in both Last Jedi and yes, Rise of it was Skywalker. in the flashback. That's so. Yes, I apologize. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. That scene was okay, but I wish there could have been more. But no, it had to be a flashback. And they they should have done something like that with the stormtroopers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, anyway. a good a good visual story. Yeah, 
I think I have finished up with my discussion of this. This is yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, I, about that. I mean, I, 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 I know like we've bashed it a lot. We gave it a C, which is you know a good. It's not an F or a That's D. Generous for me. Um, still had fun with it. I, I'll still when I sit down and rewatch all of them. I'm not. I'll just rewatch all of them. You know, I'm not sure. going to be like I'm not going to leave any of them out or anything like that. I'm still going to watch one, two, three, solo. Four, five, six. Uh, I mean, Rogue One. Four, five, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine. So, I mean, I, I don't have any issues with watching any of them. You know yeah, what we should do? I, I think I might do this on my own podcast if I actually end up doing it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> reviewing each and every Star Wars episode in chronological order. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. We should and do the, that. We should do thing that. Is, uh, I, I come on that. Maybe not. We maybe we. I don't know if we'll record it this evening, but we'll figure it out later. We'll figure it hey, out later. Yeah. yeah. We have taken up a lot of time on this. Uh, thank you, Carrington, for having me on here today. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. And Donovan, you were going to say something. Oh yeah, I was just saying that uh, the the sequel trilogy. All I wanted it to do was when you go back through the original. I don't want to say the original trilogies, but like one through six, that it enhances the story of one through six. So it'll be interesting to see how my views changed on all of those six films now that the sequel trilogy has been completed. I mean, it's already changed how I view Revenge of the Sith because I didn't realize or understand how deep it actually was. Revenge of the Sith is actually a very deep movie. Yeah. um, Which is surprising because like even in the opening (laughs) scene, so you take the opening, I can't, I'm sorry. I just love Star Wars. I'm sorry, Jordan, for holding you up because you're trying to close things out. Okay. But like the opening scene of Attack of the Clones, when you first see Anakin and Obi-Wan, the I mean, most of that film, they're clashing with each other, especially in that opening. But mm-hmm. in the opening of Revenge of the Sith, there are two Jedi starfighters. They're not only flying next to each other, but in units with each other, mimicking each other's moves. And it's just a beautiful scene to, to show how much they have grown together as as, you know, uh, master and apprentice and at this point I'm, of course uh, Anakin is a Jedi Knight but you see the respect for for those two and how much those have grown and how much they really love each other like just those just mm-hmm. those two films alone and what they did for those for that relationship I I, I feel the same with you Donovan I hope re-watching all the Star Wars movies it did 7, 8, 9 I hope they enhance 1 through 6 but we'll see how that plays out over time yeah yeah that was, that was my initial worries like I really hope that it adds the sequel trilogy adds to and enhances the first six because if it doesn't then it's kind of like well then that's the thing i'm scared about re-watching the movies if it doesn't quite enhance all of them kind of like well there's something really is wrong with the sequel trilogy then and And i like star wars and i don't want that to happen right and i I can't say at least between because you know donovan you're my brother we've spent a lot of time together and that's something that we noticed with the prequels immediately that I think it took a lot of time for people in general to see is there's actually deep storytelling in one through three that enhance four through six that people uh, throw away. Um, yeah, and it's a shame. It's, it's a, a shame. shame. <laughs> it's a shame. Like I said, the dialogue may be trash, but the storytelling is there and you just have to appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. It's hard to read. Some of the lines are just like, Ooh, that was rough. <laughs> but i mean what star trek fan or what marvel fan i mean there's there's one of, there's got to be some cringeworthy lines in all of those where you're just kind of like ooh, mm-hmm. that, that I only was recently rough. learned sorry go ahead no that was it <laughs> oh i only recently learned a lot of people did not like star trek into darkness 
Yeah, no, a lot of people don't like it. And out of all of the Star Trek films, that's the one I liked. And that's I'm like, the one I, I actually like the most. <laughs> I never had an attachment to the original like series and stuff, so I had no uh, pre. I, I had no knowledge of that universe. So when I went to watch it, I thought I, like I enjoyed myself quite a bit. <laughs> so yeah, I suppose it could be kind of the same thing in this situation. I agree, and it's just kind of yeah. weird how fans react to certain things and like how us three because uh, we seem to have very similar reactions to everything and just how we react like oh i love that right hopefully the uh, the fans like it and you do your research like oh, oh what happened uh, was i wrong no i'm not wrong because <laughs> 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 that's how i thought about last shedding when i walked out the film i did not expect fans to hate it right walking out of it i'm like man that was amazing and then everyone hated it and you're like well what happens what was the disconnect what happened there <laughs> yeah and that's what uh, somebody else was saying uh you know, it used to be fun to talk about Star Wars, but now this new trilogy's come out. It's and I kind of agree with the sentiment that it's not it's no longer that fun to talk about Star Wars with like general people that you just come in contact to because it's kinda like you know, either you love it or you hate it, and it's only the absolutes and it's kinda like you can't quite agree on something, you know. Only uh, right. like, in absolutes. Yeah. Huh. And it's kinda like you know, it's not that fun, but you know, I like to have fun talking about Star Wars. Like, like today, it's it's mm-hmm. fun to discuss Star Wars instead of instead of argue. Yeah, argue over the different points of Star Wars. <laughs> all right, that that's it. I could say a whole lot more because we all love yeah, Star we could Wars. Stay here all night. <laughs> I I cannot stay here all night. Yeah, fair enough. Toxic <laughs> for so long. <laughs> Jordan, thank you for for coming on, and no, thank and you guys. Donovan, thank you as well for coming on. Sure. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it out there listening as well. What, are, what were your thoughts on the movie? Let us know. Um, what did, parts did you agree with? What parts did you disagree with? And we would love to hear from you guys. Leave it in the comments below. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. Ooh, Great five stars. And then, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cut it here as, as those are listening. I'm going to cut it kind of here. And, and you're going to hear Kyle's thoughts next. And then we're going to wrap things up. So see you guys. Have a red day. Welcome back to the second half of the Rise of Skywalker thoughts. Uh, now I have Kyle with me. You've already heard Donovan's thoughts. You've heard Jordan's thoughts. Now it's Kyle's turn. Kyle, how are you? I'm doing really good. Good. I'm on espresso right now, so we'll see how nice. I can just hone this energy and just calm down as much as possible. Uh, so you've been on an espresso kick lately. I have, yes. Why and how do you like it? So um, I've been watching what I eat. I've been trying to lose some weight recently um, and just trying to eat healthier uh, as we head into this new year. It's just um, not even, you know, some people want to say it's a new year's resolution. Like, no, no, this is my goal in just life. So doing some research, you know, I waking up early, working out, started working out and I need a pick me up. I don't like coffee at all. Like, I've been in your house. I've said this to you many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and ca- uh, I've noticed that uh, espresso has is lower in calories and um, lower in carbs as well so it's perfect for my health my lifestyle now okay and because you know coffee is you know a nice cup size espresso is just you know little teeny tiny bits so i can i can you know i can you know uh, what's the word i'm looking for tolerate the taste for a little bit as opposed to an entire cup of something i don't like well um 
I'm sorry to divert from the little Star Wars episode, but I just want to say welcome to the dark side. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and because I don't drink this stuff very often, like it like it hits me. Right? Yeah. For people, you could probably tell because um, I am hyped up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, getting back to Star Wars, you know, this Star Wars spectacular episode. Um, Kyle, what were your thoughts heading into Rise of Skywalker? Because I couldn't get you into the pre-Star Wars ROS discussion. Um, so I'm probably one of the few that enjoyed The Last Jedi. I've actually enjoyed all three movies. Mm-hmm. Or, well, that gives away my thoughts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. But I, I enjoyed the previous um, two sequels, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. No, my goodness. Now I'm just, it's too early. <laughs> You're the one who needs the espresso, last my friend. Jedi and the Force Awakens. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, did you have any like high going expectations? Going into or... Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, going into Rise of Skywalker, just pure excitement. And what made it more exciting, um, my wife texted me at work that afternoon mm-hmm. and said that. Uh, my daughter wanted to go. My daughter just turned three. So she was technically two when the movie came out. Um, so I was like, okay, I don't know how she'll tolerate two and a half mo- hour movie. That is, you know, star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, but I bought her a ticket and uh, they both went with us. And really? Yes. Yeah. So this is the second star Wars movie that my wife has seen. The first was when she was pregnant. With my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, Rogue One, and then wow. now she's pregnant with my second kid, <laughs> and we saw Star Wars again. So this is like a tradition now. Um, but either way, I snapped a picture of my daughter sitting there, just staring at the screen and mouth wide open, and I thought that was just one of the coolest things ever. Now going into the actual movie itself, I was already hyped up because my family was there with me, but going to the movie itself. There was just so many awesome things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for I guess, given there were some questions that rose and and things that people may not have been happy about, mm-hmm. but I feel like it closed out the Skywalker saga uh, in an appropriate way. Agreed. Um, I feel like uh, it it entertained us very well. I was on the edge of my seat for the majority of the movie, the final, well, are we spoiling this? Yeah. 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 We can okay. spoil it. So, um, two things that thinking about the movie that stood out to me was one, when Kylo and Ray were in the, uh, uh the desert of Tatooine. I don't remember what that planet was, but we just call it Burning Man Planet. Okay, yes, <laughs> the the Burning Man Planet, and uh, uh, their inter- their encounter with each other. So obviously, the preview gave away uh, Kylo flying in a ship and and chasing Rey as she's trying to <laughs> what looks like run away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing her flip over that ship and striking the wing with her lightsaber was just like. Like, just such an incredible moment to to see in theater. Like, I got goosebumps on my skin, 
and I'm just ready for like the showdown of the century between them. Uh, the second, uh, the second thing that I absolutely loved was the whole interaction with Palpatine at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that gave me video game vibes. Like that was the final boss of a video game, and the whole like the way that it was shot with him hooked up to the uh, robotic uh, thingamajigger and kind of being lowered down on it and being face to face with Kylo and Ray um, was just, I don't know, just again, another like goosebump scene, but getting to the actual story mm-hmm. and like uh, Ray being revealed as Palpatine and uh, as a Palpatine. Um, it makes so much sense as to why she's powerful. It makes so much sense as to why she was so powerful in Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think to to properly to finish the story out in a proper way, they would have to make her Palpatine. Now, I I always thought that she was a Skywalker. For some reason, I thought, well, this, this is Luke's daughter. And the kiss at the end between her and Kylo was a big turnoff for me. Turnoff? Really? Yeah, it was just it was just weird uh, to me because I always thought that, that, you know, she was a Skywalker. And then and then. Obviously, Kylo is a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I don't know, it just, it was weird. But then a friend view it this way. If, if you were dead and someone brought you back to life, would you not give them a kiss? I, in the heat of the moment, for sure. So breaking it down to uh, not a romantic kiss, but a friendship kiss. Like, you brought me back to life. Thank you type of thing. And looking at it from that perspective makes it a lot more tolerable. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like that's what it was meant to be. I don't feel like they were meant to be in a romantic relationship. Because that's how I felt when I left the movies. Were they going to be in a romantic relationship if he would have lived? It makes more sense to me, her and Kylo, as opposed to her and Finn. Uh, That's just me personally, though. But what do you think Finn was going to tell her? So the entire movie, I thought he was going to tell her that he loved her. Because why else would he keep it from Poe? But according to JJ, he was going to tell her that he was force sensitive. But right. that doesn't make sense to me in the context of him keeping it a secret from Poe. Like that doesn't, that, I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. But I mean... It, if that's the the way what they chose, then you know that's what they chose. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. That I mean, he, why wouldn't he tell Poe? What's that? I'm sorry. I said I, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, or that doesn't make sense as to why he wouldn't tell Poe. Like exactly. Should tell her or tell him. So I don't know, but yeah, I was super excited going in. I think that it answered the questions that we needed answered. Um, yeah, there was some weird stuff in there and and stuff that I don't know. It, it felt a little rushed. Yeah, yeah, that but, for sure. 
but besides the fact it was i think it was a good movie i i can agree with that uh completely um i I mean i've already voiced my thoughts on the previous like segment or whatever but i have now seen it four times at the the Mm -hmm. time of last recording i think i'd seen it three times holy crap yeah yeah i saw so i saw it on opening day um i saw the next day with jordan and his family and then i saw it again the day after that with my family again and Mm -hmm. then i saw it again so this is january 4th that me and you are sitting down to record this segment i saw it on new year's eve so what was that december 31st wow yeah and just the more times i see it because my my first um viewing i thought i liked it but there are things i didn't like about it and mm-hmm. then the second viewing the problems were much more uh apparent to me that the things i didn't like kind of stood out more than, than the stuff i liked about it and then the th- third time the the stuff i liked about it and you know brought it up to an even playing field kind of thing and after a fourth viewing because when i saw it the fourth time i saw force awakens and the last jedi leading up to that uh, the last viewing. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate the entire secret trilogy now having basically seen the entire thing, you know, uh, in a way that all that stuff is fresh to me. Yeah. I, I've only seen it once. I need to go back and see it again. I I don't, I would recommend it if you have the time and opportunity, because now that you have a, another, another child on the way, I understand that the time might not be uh, your friend right now. Um, but still, yeah, I would highly recommend another viewing at least. Uh, and if you have the opportunity to see the other two movies leading up to it, because uh, I think it puts everything into perspective. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then maybe I need to make that a goal next week to go see it. Yes, yes. I, I Yeah. Um, something I found out in the middle of the last recording with Jordan and Donovan in this recording, I found out um, was that John Williams, first of all, is a genius. I, I, you know, Oh yeah. There's, and he actually hid Palpatine's theme inside of Ray's theme, which I think is genius. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I've been watching a lot of videos about the music uh, for Mm -hmm. the sequel trilogy. So he hid Ray's theme inside of the, or sorry, hid the Empress theme inside of Ray's theme. And then also for the melody of both Ray and Kylo's theme, the ending of Kylo's theme and the beginning of Ray's theme are the same notes. And so I'm we like, could transition from one to the other. Yeah. And, oh, and, cool. and to show the connection of the force that they have between the two. <clears throat> that's I'm pretty like, wow. awesome. Yeah. yeah. That was that was something else that was really cool was their connection. Like mm-hmm. one force healing we've never seen in a movie. Yeah, it's it's been in all the games and sh- shows and books, comics. It's been in all that stuff. So it's yeah. cool to see it finally in, on screen. And then them actually being able to connect with each other in the force and like that whole scene where she puts the lightsaber behind her back and he grabs it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was so cool. cool. Yeah, super cool. And there was a lot of stuff about the movie I'm finding out now that makes me appreciate it more. Like the opening scene with Kylo, he's on Mustafar, which I thought was really cool. That opening scene was awesome, too. I don't know. I just the whole movie was good. I loved it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And like I said, I appreciate it now more. You know, when I talk with Jordan, I can it's easy for me to be negative about the movie. But yeah, um, I can also be positive about it because I did. I did genuinely enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I will say my still my favorite of the, the sequel trilogy is The Last Jedi because I'm right there with you. I, I enjoy Last Jedi a lot. Yeah. 
It was great. <laughs> well, Kyle, thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll yeah, be man. ramping things up again soon. Uh, now that's January, new year, new new season of the show, and we'll. we'll I, this isn't the kickoff, but this is certainly a, a nice little pick me up for those who miss us. Yeah. Thank you for chatting with me about this. No problem. Anytime, man. Uh, and as always, everyone, have a rad day. Bye.